You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hello and welcome to The Rob Carson Show. It is already, what, Wednesday? Wednesday. I love it. Here's the number. If you want to talk about the budget uh, hose job that the Democrats are cackling about today and uh, what we can do about it, all of that, here's the number, 800-922-6680. Well, what have the Democrats learned in the last uh, 24 hours? Uh, First and foremost, that, uh, that Kevin McCarthy puts out on the first date. Yeah. Yeah. When I was in high school, that was like a thing, you know, you always, you kind of, you know, and I know this is going to sound old fashioned and everything, but that's, you know, uh, I come from a day where they had a movie called Porky's and, you know, whatever. It was boys being boys, girls being girls, whatever the hell. But, uh, but apparently uh, word has gotten out that, uh, that Kevin McCarthy puts out on the first date and, uh, and lo and behold, he did. Here's another thing that I've learned in the last 24 hours. Swamp dwellers are like pedophiles. There's no fixing them. All right. I know this because I've been working for the uh, prevention of child abuse my entire life, different organizations and whatnot. And one of the things that I've learned is that people who abuse children, particularly pedophiles, there's no fixing them. You can put them in jail. You can neuter them, whatever. There's no fixing them. So that's the thing with uh, with swamp dwellers in Washington, D.C. If they have uh, accreditation as a swamp dweller, if they've shown uh, any sort of acumen towards swamp dwelling, protection of the swamp class at, at the expense of the American people, then chances are there's no changing them, even if you get some promises from a group of Republicans to become the Speaker of the House. And uh, and then, you know, you get a, then the, the, that person, you know, for dutifully uh, follows the precepts of that agreement from uh, January until now. And then the swampiness shows up. The swampiness shows up. This budget deal is happening for now, despite the fact Joe Biden has the worst approval rating of any president in our lifetimes, lower than Jimmy Carter. This happening as 72% of the American people believe that the country is headed in the wrong direction. This happening as at least 60% of the American people feel that we need massive cuts in federal spending if we are even going to consider a debt ceiling increase. This happening as 66% of the American people say that Joe Biden winning a second term would be absolutely destructive to the United States of America. And yet, Kevin McCarthy didn't even ask for a a bottle of wine, some dinner, and a little bit of protection. He just went for it. Just completely all in and all done. And I'm going to tell you right now, Kevin McCarthy, if this passes... Uh, as is if this uh, allowance of the federal government to expand at an unlimited pace for the next two years, if this passes, Kevin McCarthy, buh bye buh bye You broke the deal. You cheated on us. You went back to the swamp. You bent over and took it from a Democrat party that everybody knows is corrupt and has taken this country to hell in a hand basket. So, one strike, Kevin McCarthy, and you, sir, are out. You either Fix this, repeal this, punt this down the road till it becomes a good deal, or you done. You are finished. Kaput done. I don't care who becomes the speaker as long as it's, I don't know, Byron Donalds or Chip Roy. I think those would be good choices. 
But honestly, uh, we have no time for this. We have no patience for this. And and as far as uh, fighting with Marcus of Queensbury rules in an MMA rink, we have no choice. Newt Gingrich, I, I, have, I have a good deal of respect for Newt Gingrich. I'm not a sycophantic Newt Gingrich fan. Uh, but Newt Gingrich says, oh, you know, we, this is incremental. We're playing uh, chess, not checkers. You know what? Did Joe Biden play uh, checkers or chess when he, uh, he killed the Keystone XL pipeline and made us energy dependent? on OPEC again did he did he play chess when he did that did he play chess when the Democrat Congress lied about the Inflation Reduction Act saying that it would reduce inflation when everybody knew it wouldn't reduce inflation everybody knew that it was about 87,000 jackbooted IRS thugs to go after people they disagree with and nitpick their tax forms until they found something that uh, the average person couldn't afford to defend and would consequently destroy their lives and also New Deal, Green New Deal garbage, which, by the way, we spent trillions on in the last 20 years, hasn't had any effect on climate. Not one little bit. It was raining this morning outside of my house. Now the sun is outside. Climate change. Nothing the Democrat Party has spent money on, as far as the New Green Deal is concerned, has affected that. It rained in California. It snowed in California. Now their reservoirs are full. That's why there are reservoirs, because uh, they are made to be full. That's why there are dry riverbeds. Occasionally they are dry, and they fill up. That's the way it is. But we continue to play by their rules. We continue to sit here and pick our noses while they drive our country to hell in a handbasket, while they ruin the futures of our children. And this is what it's all about. And I said this when Joe Biden became the president and he uh, issued these emergency powers with regard to COVID and spending. I said what they're going to do is they're going to jack up spending at an unbelievable level, meaning 40 to 50% increase in federal spending because of COVID. And I said, once they do that, and once Republicans say yes to that, they will never go back to the previous spending levels. They will never go back. They will just want more. Rob Schmidt last night on Newsmax put it in a nutshell, tied it up with a bow, and put it beautifully. Well, all of that sounds very nice but it ignores the fact that washington just used an emergency to justify spending forty percent more money every single year and now that it's over the emergency intends to stay at that rate in twenty nineteen the u.s government spent four point four trillion dollars COVID hit that skyrocketed six point eight was as high as it got as it got in twenty twenty one now in your personal life let me ask you this uh... have you had a forty percent pay increase that will be sustained for the rest of your life in the last two and a half years uh, chances are uh, no. and now both parties have a post COVID agreement to spend just about that much from now on around six point three trillion a year like we did in twenty twenty two about two trillion more than we did before the pandemic. Is there an emergency? Are we wearing masks anymore? No. But the spending is going to stay there because that, my friends, was what it was all about. And to distort this reality, Republicans are bragging about repealing 1.9 of the $70 billion that they're going to give to the IRS. It's a joke. Kevin McCarthy is a joke. You're supposed to be proud that the IRS is only getting... 68.1 billion 
and not $70 billion. What a win for Republicans. More telling than anything is that there's almost no opposition to this deal from the far left. Doesn't that tell you a lot? Where's AOC? Mouth shut. Where's Ilhan? Mouth shut. Who's for it? Mitt Romney. Who's for it? Mitch McConnell. They want it done right now. They want it done. Aren't you getting a little tired of this? Aren't you, aren't you getting tired of the abuse? Aren't you get tired of the abuses and usurpations? Don't you uh, just, I mean, honestly, you're thinking, okay, you know what? Here's the deal. Kevin McCarthy, he's going to go ahead and say this, and he's going to do this. And, and, uh, and, you know, he's been pretty good about these uh, congressional investigations into the FBI's illegality and, and uh, throwing the elections and shutting down freedom of speech and all of that. And then, of course, he's got this shiny object over here. He's going to uh, hold Christopher Wray in contempt. You know, and that's all fine that's uh, what he should do but then this then he showed who he really is then he shows who he's really out to protect and that would be the swamp in washington dc that's why i opened the show yesterday and i said this was a crap sandwich i said this is a crap sandwich and then i realized all of the things that are in it who wants it who doesn't want it and i realized that we've made zero progress in, since the beginning of the year since kevin mccarthy has been the Speaker of the House, there have been some incremental changes. We've seen some uh, some investigations happening. We've seen some real positives. But in his deep, dark heart, he is a swamp dweller. He is there to make sure that his cronies, his friends, the pipeline between government and big pharma and government and the, and the defense uh, department or, or uh, defense contractors, the government, and whatever, that pipeline stays wide open and it is flush with money. While the Keystone XL pipeline is dry as a bone... The pipeline between big government and its cronies and its donors is loaded with your money. Wow, just wow. And here is Byron Donalds saying exactly what I believed and Rob Schmidt echoed. Republicans in Congress have been saying for months that we need to get back to pre-COVID spending levels. This bill canonizes post-COVID spending levels brought to us by Joe Biden and the Democrats. They used your fear. They scared you for no reason. They frightened you with lies. They shut down freedom of speech. You couldn't question COVID, COVID response, COVID shutdowns, vaccine efficacy, vaccine injuries. They did all that. They made you wear masks every day. They made your kids wear masks for over a year. You know why? Because they wanted to broadcast fear. And look what they did. They managed to do it. And they use that fear to crank up their spending levels 40%. And then, finally, after Joe Biden reluctantly, this year, just a couple months ago, ended the COVID emergency, they've decided to keep the spending levels where they were during the emergency. There you go, man. I mean, I mean, wow. You would think they would have learned a lesson. You would think they would have some sort of introspective moment, but they don't. This bill keeps all of Joe Biden's policy, all of Joe Biden's spending intact. This bill does nothing for the Green New Deal subsidies that are going to cripple our electric grid. Guys, uh, the Green New Deal is going to destroy the country. All right. You've got John Kerry saying that farming in this country needs to be at zero carbon emissions by 30, uh, 2030. That means farming ends. 
because there's no electric tractors, there's no electric combines, there's no electric uh, uh, grain haulers, there's nothing that is growing in the ground that is going to be picked uh, with an electric vehicle. This is meant to hobble us. So when Americans are trying to figure out that they went and bought this electric car that they were subsidized to buy, but when they plug it in, there's not enough electricity on the grid, that is because Washington subsidized all these Green New Deal projects and nobody... Well, I forgot about the pipeline between Washington, D.C. and green energy. He stood up to it, except for people standing behind me right now. That's the biggest pipeline of all. Republicans in Congress have been saying for months that we need to get back to... Yeah, it is unbelievable. The White House is circulating a private message to Democrats, according to Breitbart. President Joe Biden actually won the debt ceiling negotiations by keeping most Republican requests out of the agreement. Biden successfully staved off extreme demands by Republicans and one in which Democrats can continue advancing their policy goals like the Inflation Reduction Act, like the CHIPS Act, which private industry should take care of. All of the money goes there. The reforms advance their climate agenda. The real winners are Democrats. Biden said after the deal was announced, ask uh, what he says to his allies that fear he conceded too much ground to Republicans. Biden responded, they'll find I didn't. They'll find I did not. Republicans agreed to raise the debt ceiling in exchange for a limit on government spending through January 2025 while negotiating work requirements for SNAP. Oh, big deal. The agreement also claws back some of the money earmarked for IRS expansions, uh, $1 billion, some increases in defense spending, and ends the pause on student loan payments. Oh, big deal. Oh, so you're you're ending a pause on a, uh, a loan that someone took out, legally signed a paper, and they have to pay it back. I got to tell you guys, this has to be stopped. This has to be stopped. We have to say no. You got to get on the phone today. I got to get on the phone today. We got to make it very, very clear that this is uh, unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Kevin McCarthy needs to realize that as part of that deal to put him as Speaker of the House, it also shows that he can be removed. And that needs to be said right away to him. He needs to understand that if this passes as is, and there aren't massive cuts, then he will be one of the shortest tenured House Speakers in United States history. 800-922-6680, my friends. This is The Rob Carson Show. America is freedom's last hope, and we're going to fight for it. It's The Rob Carson Show. Just when you think you can trust a swamp dweller, just when you think a swamp dweller can change his stripes, you realize that Kevin McCarthy is uh, never going to change his stripes. He might talk uh, a good game uh, and might do some things like, uh, well, for instance, he's uh, he's uh, going to hold uh, Christopher Ray in contempt, which is what he should do because Christopher Ray is coming up evidence of, uh, of Joe Biden taking $5 billion selling influence while he was the vice president. It's his civic duty. It's his duty to uh, request that information, and it's the duty of the FBI director to turn it over. But then Kevin McCarthy sides with the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party used COVID to scare the crap out of you so they could blow up the government. They could make it 40% larger or bigger or bigger because in the next two years, it can be 4 to $10 trillion more added to our debt. We're already at $31 trillion, guys. We're already $135,000 per taxpayer. Yeah, and, and they're just putting the pedal to the metal on this. 
Here's a little more from Chip Roy. This, I believe, last night on Fox, talking about uh, the government blowing itself up and then refusing to go back to pre-emergency budgets. We didn't sign up to basically freeze spending for $4 trillion in debt. So you ask, what's the alternative? The alternative is pretty simple. You have about 28 or $29 billion of COVID funds. You have $80 billion of IRS money. All of us agree it should go, go away. The number one thing we campaigned on was getting rid of that IRS money. Let's sweep that money. Let's use it and get, go to Janet Yellen and say, you got all the money you need to get through June, July, and now let's fast forward and we can get through September, and let's keep moving forward to actually do the work the American people sent us here to do. But what we shouldn't do is pile on to post-COVID expanded government, a government that is now almost 50- That was the plan. 50% bigger than pre-COVID. And that's exactly what Republicans are doing who support this bill. To be very clear, they are signing on <laughs> to a post-COVID size of government. We shouldn't do that. With all due respect to my colleagues, it's a mistake. The American people did not send us here to be in the majority in the House to do yeah, that. And they knew it. They knew it when they signed it. They knew it. They knew it was going to stay this way. Everybody knew it was going to stay this way. The government has never said, okay, let's let it sunset. Really? I mean, what is sunsetted? Really? Honestly? It really is. uh, I mean, I'm just so uh, thoroughly, thoroughly disgusted at this point and uh and i i i want the head cut off this snake man i want washington dc downsized i want a convention of states i mean if they haven't shown you in the last i don't know decade or so that washington dc is not on the side of the american people that we are just instruments of taxation and production i really don't know what will i did east palestine not convince you of that did america's inner cities and schools not convince you of that are you serious did inflation not convince you of that did the fact that uh, the largest growing consumer uh, section in america is people buying stuff at dollar stores buying their groceries at dollar stores because they have no damn money i mean uh, after covid and all the things they did to you and me that were nonsensical i said they were nonsensical made no sense at all made no sense but they barreled ahead with it and uh, and they worked with the, uh, the the cdc the hhs the dhs they all worked with social media and big media to make sure that you remain scared to make sure that you remain scared because when you're scared you vote for things like a 40 percent increase in the federal budget to uh, to battle covid and save you and me it really is uh, quite remarkable. It really, really is. This is uh, Rand Paul last night on uh, Rob Schmidt's show on Newsmax talking about what we're in for in the next two years. Basically, there are cuts in the proposed rate of increased spending, but uh, the budget still explodes. I mean, gonna- this is an old trick. It's the same old swamp dwelling crap. Add four trillion dollars in debt over the next two years. And it's even worse than that. That's the estimate. But they don't put a dollar figure in there. They just say spend as much as you can. There's no limit what it is. to how much money they can borrow. There's only a date. So for two years, they can borrow as much as they want. And actually, we do have leverage in these negotiations. We've squandered it this time. But by pushing it out two years, we'll have a, a new Congress by then. So it'll be new people. Yeah, so they can uh, assuage any guilt or any of the problems that are going to come because of it. It really is uh, remarkable. It is breathtaking. But above all, it's not surprising, is it? We got to stop this. And if it doesn't get stopped, Kevin McCarthy goes, buh-bye. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson for 4 In a startling description, the UN food chief warned the world with the words knocking on famine's door. 
He called what we're facing a perfect storm of a perfect storm. And he's not alone. Barron's published that a food shortage could be coming even in the U.S. Farmers see it too. John Boyd, a fourth-generation farmer, says we're going to see empty food shelves in the coming months. That's why survival food is more important than ever now. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling four Patriots survival food kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food, hand-packed in a family-owned facility in the United States, giving jobs to over 200 Americans. They have different delicious breakfasts, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add boiling water, simmer, and serve. And right now, for the next few days, listeners of Newsmax will get 10% off their first order at 4Patriots.com by using promo code Newsmax. Now, that's number 4Patriots.com. Go to 4Patriots.com, use promo code Newsmax, and start your stockpile today. The one thing the America-hating left and Democrats didn't expect. Unlike them, we don't hate America. We are finally putting America first. It's the Rob Carson Show. Now we know why the federal government, I mean, other than to throw the 2020 election, why the government played up COVID like it did. Because they had every intention of using the crisis. Wasn't it Rahm Emanuel who said, never let a good crisis go to waste? Use it. Inspire fear. Make people afraid. Tell them that that if they don't stand six feet from someone, they'll die of COVID. Then go watch a baseball game without a mask on, Anthony Fauci. Or get your hair done without a mask on, Nancy Pelosi. Or go to dinner without a mask on during the height of the pandemic, uh, Governor of California, Gavin Newsom, at the French Laundry. You know, they knew it was a lie. They knew that it wasn't what it was, uh, what they said it was, because they lived by a different set of rules. But by God in heaven, they made you wear a mask. You had to wear a mask on an airplane. Your kid had to wear a mask in school. You couldn't have friends over to a barbecue for a while. You couldn't go to church. All of that. Because they wanted to use the crisis. They wanted to see what they could do to you and what you would say, okay, okay, okay. And then they used it to jack up federal spending by 40%. And once it happened, there was no going back. They knew it all along. That's why they did it. And this is what Kevin McCarthy, the swamp dweller, he was in on it. He was there during COVID. And, and I would not doubt. I don't want to put words into his mouth. But, you know, since he's behaving like a swamp dweller and screwing us all over, I'll just say he probably had a, 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 a knowledge that this would not be rescinded. This would not come down again. Joe Biden has no leverage at all right now. 70% of the American people think the country is going in the wrong direction. 66% of the American people say that it would be disastrous if he was, uh, if he was elected again. 60-plus percent of people say that he is uh, mentally unfit for office. So why are we doing this? <laughs> it's because we have a uniparty, right? Isn't that it, right? Isn't it the uniparty? Haven't we been saying that about the uniparty? If there's any embodiment of the uniparty... I would say this is exactly what it's all about. 
You've got a bunch of congressional hearings that will probably end up in zero uh, accountability, just like the Durham report. A whole bunch of writing, a whole bunch of malfeasance, a whole bunch of, of illegality spelled out and no repercussions whatsoever because all it is is window dressing. All they want to do is they want to get out in the open, but they're not going to hold anybody accountable. They never do. Well, it is time to light up the pitchforks or light up the torches, get out the pitchforks figuratively and stop this nonsense. It is ridiculous. This is uh, Rand Paul talking about what could happen today, what will happen today, uh, and, uh, and, and whose side of history uh, Congress wants to be on. Chances are we'll just get screwed anyway. No, but it'll separate the men from the boys. It'll separate the conservatives from the liberals. And what we'll end up having is you'll see who the 20 or 25 Republicans are who have the courage to vote for a balanced budget. Right. So we have the, had this vote before. Will we vote for a balanced budget to the Constitution, an amendment? And in the amendment, it says that the budget has to balance within five years. All the Republicans vote for right. that amendment. But when push comes to shove, and I put forward what it would actually take, which are significant cuts in spending across the... This gives Joe Biden the free pass to spend anything he damned well pleases. Even though he's failing as a president, even though the Democrat message is causing Democrats to leave the party in mass. The whole bandwidth of the budget will find that there's about 20 or 25 who have the courage to vote for this. But 20 or 25 yeah. of them will vote with the Democrats. Right. In the House, it's going to be the same thing. Large numbers, the majority of the caucus will vote with the Democrats to raise the debt ceiling $4 trillion over two years. Which no, it'll be higher than that. I think it's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. It's insane, but they don't even care. Donald Trump said it, man. It was the smartest thing I'd heard from Donald Trump uh, as far, for anyone as far as the budget is concerned and as far as our debt is concerned. He said, uh, you might as well just let it default. We're going to default anyway. We're going to default anyway. It's Ron DeSantis. Oh, my God. Rob Carson's going to, going to play Ron DeSantis, even though he's a complete shill for Donald Trump. I know. Crazy, right? Here's Ron DeSantis talking about it. Now see Washington has now cooked up their latest, quote, debt deal. And I can tell you this. Our nation was careening towards bankruptcy before the debt deal, and it will still be careening towards bankruptcy after this debt deal. This is greenlighting $4 trillion in new debt. Oh, no, it'll be more than that. In less than two years. It took us almost 200 years to get to $4 trillion in debt in the first place. It locks in inflated COVID-era uh, uh, levels of spending, and it keeps 98% of the 87,000 new IRS agents that Joe Biden instituted. This is what your Congress does to you. When you try to, uh, you give them any doubt, you give Kevin McCarthy any, any doubt, you say that, oh, yeah, the Freedom Caucus is holding him accountable. And they did. I mean, he had to sign on to a deal to become the Speaker of the House. And I still believe in those, those uh, members of that Freedom Caucus. I do. It, until they start falling, and when they do, then it's over. You got Byron Donalds, you got Matt Gates, you got uh, 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 Kat Kamick, uh, you've got uh, Chip Roy, among them Nancy Mace, uh, all sorts of great people. We need to show our support and our and our uh, uh, I wouldn't say devotion, but you know uh, our support certainly because they're they're the line. I mean, honestly, I don't know what else the American people can take. To be quite honest, I really don't. I just don't, and not only that we can take, but we, we, we are willing to take. 
it's just uh, it is just galling. It's beyond galling. It's just it's disgusting. I told you this. The, the abuses and usurpations of the federal government uh, of the last even ten years make the founders abuses and usurpations for which they created a new nation pale by comparison. Patty in Santa Cruz, California, the home of glorious KSCO, is on the phone. Hello, Patty, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, you touched on something yesterday that I have been trying to say to people for years now. The thing is, we got to figure out as a people how to do this. The Boston Tea Party was successful because it crushed a part of our government's money. It, it hit home in a way that it made a difference. And now that we're such a huge country, trying to figure out what that next Boston Tea Party can be is the, is the conundrum. Like, what is it can we do collectively as a people that will crush the government as hard as it did at the Boston Tea Party? We already know voting's not going to work, not mm-hmm. now yet. Not until we get that sorted out. Oh, no, it's got to be sorted out. I told you if the Arizona uh, election of Katie Hobbs was uh, upheld, that it was over for uh, for elections. It is right now. We have uh, right now we do not have free and fair elections, even on the national level, because we know that the IRS and the FBI and the DOJ uh, and the DHS were involved in trying to throw 2016 and legitimately uh, putting the thumb on the scale for Joe Biden in 2020. So what can you do? Well, I could say something like don't. Don't pay your taxes. But you can't get everybody in the country to say don't pay your taxes, particularly since, yeah. I don't know, the federal government has 87,000 new IRS agents. Do you get it now, yeah. Patty? Oh, I get it. I just, I think that can we, is there enough brain power for us to come up with something? I mean, one of the things was like your show, right? Yeah. If we can get micro shows across the U.S., this is the only thing I could think of is micro shows across the U.S. so that the the word gets past the mainstream media who doesn't report anything. And I don't know. I mean, we have to come up with something that is... Well, we've, we've got to get on the phone with Congress today and raise holy bleeping hell. Uh, we have to pursue this convention of states that will allow uh, a, a certain number of states, I think it's 32 or 34 states, to get together and cut the head off the D.C. serpent because they have proven with this budget uh, negotiations, which was not a negotiation, it was a capitulation, it was the it was the exclamation point at the end of a plan. That's what it was. This isn't anything new. That's why there was nothing new in this. There, there, were, there were only little tiny things in it, like $1.5 billion from the 80s billion for the IRS agents. That was just thrown in there. I believe this was all a plan from the beginning. This was already in, in the works. The budget was already done. Uh, the, the Republicans in Congress came up with their own budget plan, which was summarily drop-kicked for this with one meeting with only Kevin McCarthy and Joe Biden, and they come with this. This was already a done deal. They, they jacked up the spending using COVID. They don't plan on going back. This was a, this was a glad-handing. This was a high-five in the Oval Office. And then go back to your constituents and say, hey, man, this is the best we can do. Really? Bullcrap, Patty. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This kind of stuff doesn't get made overnight. Yes. You don't make this kind of a... This is why Joe Biden hasn't been talking to the Republicans for 90-plus days. (laughs) Duh! Yeah, Yeah, I, I just, let's just 
keep throwing the idea out, and someone's going to come up with something brilliant of how we can really... I suggested we I suggested we have 100,000 uh, people in tractor trailers and other vehicles drive to Washington DC, get on the beltway, get out of their vehicles and take their keys with them. Well, you know what? A blockade of Washington DC. I I'm saying that half seriously. Oh no, I wish it would happen. Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, but, but let's think about that. Just for a second cuz when you mentioned that, my mind started going, right? What if we did it on the days that they were supposed to come in and vote on something? What if we... Well, you know, Patty, look, in, what okay. they, look what they did. When, when, for one year after the election that we now know was fraudulent, they kept American citizens from going to Washington, D.C. to protest, and they threw the people in Washington, D.C. in jail who were there January the 6th. All right, well, so they had that. About getting, my thought about getting in jail, right? Okay, so the younger people are going to worry more about getting thrown in jail than people like me. I'm, I'm 65. I don't care if you throw me in jail. What are you going to do? Ruin yeah, my career? Yeah. I own my own business. Yeah. So if it's the older generation is the one that gets together, that supports up, it's always supposed to be that anyway. We're yeah. supposed to come under the younger generation. So let us get our own, you know, so why I get a record? Who cares? I'm 65. But a lot of people can't financially handle uh, being thrown in jail, uh, kind of being the budget Nelson Mandela of, uh, of the United States. So I'm going to say that's probably not going to be a good solution because they want to arrest you anyway, Patty. You know, I'd be like, oh, OK, my God, they're actually turning themselves in. Holy crap. This is better than I ever dreamed. Yeah, uh, I Patty, know. I, I, I got to tell you, you know, Patty, here's the deal. I've been saying this for years. When I lived in D.C., I said, we have a bourgeois, we have a proletariat. We have a group of people who moved to Washington, D.C. and spend their entire lives telling us how to live ours, and we feast on their crumbs. And now we have a Bastille in Washington, D.C. And I still believe this will not end well for the people in power, but they're doing everything they can to shut us down. They are shutting down our speech. They are threatening threatening us with jackbooted IRS thugs if we say something like, I'm not going to pay taxes until you start representing me. Uh, so they're trying to put their, their, their knee on your neck, and I use that intentionally. They are putting their knee on the neck of the American people so they have nothing to do, they have no say, and all they can do is capitulate and go along with those in power. Patty, i got to run. Thanks for the phone call. I'm going to take a break because we have Barbara from Baltimore coming up. She wants to talk about Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Ooh, I always look forward to these conversations. This is the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you and say, let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'm looking at this New York Post article from uh, January of this year, written by John Levine and Mary Kay Ling. It says, uh, Freedom Caucus earns major concessions from Kevin McCarthy after speaker vote. You want to hear one of those concessions that he promised to? A promise to refuse any increase in the debt ceiling in the next federal budget agreement. Wow. Like I said, Kevin McCarthy puts out on the first date, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go to Barbara in Baltimore. Hello, Barbara, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. I've got Kevin McCarthy on my mind, and I tell you what. You know, it's not good to be thinking about Kevin McCarthy after watching John Wick 4, which I watched this morning. Okay. I'm telling you, because that man, has, he's such a liar. He's so deceitful. What he's done to me is so despicable. He's yeah. a coward, so cowardly. 
he had the ability to win. I don't know. It makes me think they've got something on him. You know, no, I think I think it, no, no, Barbara. What I think is, I think we've got a we've got a swamp. Uh, Kevin McCarthy was a swamp dweller. We made the mistake of giving him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, when when you normally, Barbara, if you signed a piece of paper and you said, "I will be the Speaker of the House," uh, and I promise, as part of becoming the Speaker, to refuse any increase in the debt ceiling in the next federal budget agreement, that would be sacred to you, wouldn't it, Barbara? That would be Absolutely. your word on the line, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and how and quickly is, did that go out the window, Barbara? How quickly did it go out the window? It's been six, what, five months, four months, five yeah. and a half months. Yeah. And uh, on top of that, not just for one year, but for two. He takes yeah. the budget out of the presidential campaign for 2024. Yeah. Why would he do that? He yeah. is, he's got, you know, the people in D.C. that are not bought, and I mean literally bought like Biden, where they got billions in their accounts. They're, they have bought into the way, the, their way of life in D.C. is what they have bought into. And they want to hold on to that. And I, it, 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 uh, it's just so disappointing. I was listening to Byron Donalds this morning. I mean, you know, there are people who are passionate. And you're, one of your previous callers was saying, you know, what we can do. We have got to seriously start voting these people out. There's no, there's no other way short term that we can you know make a difference other than voting them out every one of them that votes for this budget they need to be voted out in 2024 i think we need about a million people in washington dc camping out and shutting down the city for a while that's what i think but you know they shut down that barber they shut down that they took Uh away your ability to uh, protest by filling the dc area with with national guard they didn't do it on january the 6th because they wanted to start something and they and they succeeded in luring some people in but after that they had national guard to keep you keep your mouth shut and what they couldn't do with force they did using social media and the fbi and the mainstream media to shut down your speech that's why I, i'm beginning to think that this was the plan from the very beginning that uh, you know we've been complaining oh joe biden won't come to the table for 100 days and then, then finally when he does come to the table we don't do anything barbara we just take it it's not um you know I was, one of the things that i was kind of baffled by is why is it that kevin wasn't going in with uh scalise you know how you know no um, he went in by himself barbara he, you know yeah, why he because he thought he didn't get a deal he did like he got a high five exactly and that's why now i would never trust him we He's could done. never trust him yeah. uh if it, if it goes through i i just um it, I really thought he was. We got to stop it, and if it does go through, Kevin McCarthy is done, 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 done. Uh, you have to. I mean, I don't care if you got to call his office and completely bug up his phone for the rest of his congressional career. He cannot continue as the Speaker of the House if he's going to fall so quickly in something that he promised to become the Speaker of the House. Barbara. Yep. Yep. And not only that, where are the rest of the J six videos? He's yeah, so yeah. easily intimidated. Yeah, 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 Kevin, where's that? Where's yeah. that? that? That exonerated Jacob Chansley and the protesters for supposedly killing a police officer the first night that, uh, that, uh, uh, that, uh, uh, I'm why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Tucker Carlson show, and then and then Mitch McConnell shut it down, and now we find out from Chris Ray, yeah, the reason why that the the we're not seeing the videos because of all of the FBI agents that would be uncovered in the crowd. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm very upset, and I started out talking about John Wick, and I'm feeling a little John Wickish, so I'm going to go. 
It's a little John Wick kind of kick ass. Is that what you want to do, Barbara? <laughs> yeah. You just you just get go in and kick some ass and leave a gold coin to clean up the mess. Yeah, that's kind of how oh I feel right gosh. now. <laughs> I mean, you take some numbers. I'm, you know, it's, it's just it's so infuriating. I know it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Listen, uh, I got to run, Barbara. I do appreciate your. You, oh God, are you kidding me? You'd say you'd said Barbara on the screen from Baltimore. Of course, I'm going to take the call. <laughs> you know, there you go. We need to we need to pull a a figurative John Wick, go into D.C., kick some ass, and leave a gold coin to pay for it. Not physically. I'm just talking. You know, time for a, uh, a nonviolent revolution. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Newsmax. Shoots it straight. No talking down to me. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell me how to think. They let me decide. Real news for real people.